Hello and welcome to the Allen and Overy podcast. My name is Erin Curry and I'm an associate in the London office and I'm joined today by Stefan Neuhaus, a partner in our Dusseldorf office in Germany. Stefan and I are both part of the global intellectual property team and we both tend to focus on life sciences patent litigation. In this podcast, we are going to consider the recent legislative changes in Germany in relation to the requirement of proportionality when granting a final injunction, as well as certain procedural updates, both of which will impact patent litigation. Hi, Erin. Great to talk to you in this podcast. The topic is quite hot given the recent changes. In the life sciences sector, we are seeing more and more patent litigation between innovative pharmaceutical companies, each with their own innovative product, where one party has a patent that also covers the other party's product. In this setting, the changes we are going to talk about might become particularly important. Yes, and considering that context of innovator versus innovator disputes, the threat of a final injunction can be a powerful thing in either keeping a new innovative product off the market or as leverage in seeking a favorable settlement agreement for the patentee. So I can see why any changes to considerations of proportionality in granting a final injunction would be important. That's true. However, it's important to note that the changes will also affect the more traditional disputes between innovative and generic pharmaceutical companies. Also, the changes in the law are relevant to all industry sectors, not only to disputes in the field of life sciences. Of course. So how about we first set the scene? There are significant procedural differences when it comes to patent litigation between the UK and Germany. So for example, in the UK, infringement and validity are heard together at the same time and by the same judge in the patents court. Yes. Whereas in Germany, we have a so-called bifurcated system where infringement is heard by what we call the ordinary courts. So that's uh, regional and higher regional courts. And patent validity is heard by the German, German Federal Patent Court. Only the Federal German Supreme Court as a final instance hears both validity and infringement cases, but in different proceedings. The infringement proceedings actually tend to move significantly faster than validity proceedings, with infringement proceedings on the merits taking about a year and validity proceedings typically taking more than two years. And this bifurcation, it can have a significant impact in practice, can't it? Definitely. It means that a party can be found to infringe a given patent and be injuncted in infringement proceedings only for the patent to subsequently be declared invalid. Additionally, a German action for invalidity cannot be brought while there are ongoing opposition proceedings in the EPO. And those proceedings are also typically not the quickest. So the result of this disparity in timing between infringement and validity is called the injunction gap, where a party can be found to infringe a patent with sometimes a very significant delay in obtaining a finding on validity. This is very patenty friendly, but can be very damaging, obviously, to a party that is found to infringe a patent that is subsequently found to be invalid. I also understand that it is the practice of the German infringement courts to grant injunctions almost automatically upon a finding of infringement. Is that right? Yes, that's right. And this compounds the effect of the injunction gap. There are some ways to limit the impact of a final injunction already under the old law already. For example, the courts could always grant use-by periods, which are essentially grace periods to design around infringement if that is possible, or replace an infringing part of a product. German law also offers the possibility to apply for a compulsory license. Further, there are measures set out in procedural law under which the enforcement of an injunction can be stayed. 
In Germany, after an injunction has been granted, it needs to be enforced first. And it may be possible to seek a stay of the injunction after grant, where, for example, the patent has been held to be invalid subsequently. And perhaps one criticism that could be leveled against the historical approach to final injunctions by the German courts is that it does not include an express assessment of proportionality, where the EU Enforcement Directive requires all remedies to be fair, equitable and proportionate. Yeah, it's, it's correct that considerations to the proportionality of ordering an injunction in principle are typically not found expressly in German judgments. However, taking into account the ways to limit an injunction once granted, the use by periods, uh, the, the availability of compulsory licenses and uh, the possibility of a stay of an injunction that I mentioned, this has been considered by the German courts to be in compliance with the EU enforcement directive. So the approach taken in Germany is somewhat in contrast to the UK, where a final injunction is an equitable remedy and at the discretion of the judge, rather than automatic upon a finding of infringement. I think in the UK, we've tended to think the judges, in appropriate circumstances, of course, will exercise their discretion when it comes to granting equitable remedies. Although it has been made clear in the judgment from the UK Patents Court in Evalve and Edwards last year that there is a high threshold to meet for a judge to actually exercise that discretion, um, something akin to fulfilling the requirements of a compulsory license, which isn't something we see very often in the UK. Yeah, whereas we see applications for compulsory licenses more often in Germany because of the injunction gap. This is seen as the appropriate legislative route to be relied on to avoid the final injunction if it is in the public interest for your product, which may otherwise be infringing to be kept on the market. So this is uh, typically considered in cases where the product in question can be said to be a, a life-saving medicine, for example, for which there is no alternative. While this is a more common route to pursue in Germany, it still requires a relatively high threshold to be met as regards the public interest. Even if a public interest can be shown, however, requests for compulsory licenses typically fail for lack of the required efforts to obtain a license from the patentee in the first place. I should also mention that there is a possible second route to obtain a compulsory license, namely a cross-license where there is a dependent invention. However, I'm not aware of the courts ever making a determination under this route. I can see why the injunction gap and the lack of express reasoning on proportionality in granting a final injunction has been a concern for many litigating in Germany, especially where there might be a new innovative product in question. This also seems to have been on the radar of the German government, where legislative changes have recently been made with the aim of addressing this. Well, yeah, in relation to proportionality, the discussion was triggered following the Supreme Court decision in the Wärmetauscher, or English heat exchanger case. This case actually related to the automotive industry rather than the life sciences. In that decision, the court set out that ordering an injunction without granting a use-by period may be disproportionate, where it would constitute an unacceptable hardship for the infringer and was not justified by the exclusive right in the particular circumstances of the case. In that case, however, the use-by period for the car containing the component protected by the patent at issue was still denied by the court after considering reasons of proportionality. The court found that the component was not an essential part of the complex product car and that the car manufacturer had not made reasonable efforts to obtain a license. Well, following this judgment, especially the automotive industry started to put pressure on the German legislator to provide limitations on the grant of injunctions. 
And this has been somewhat successful now, hasn't it? Indeed. Yes, uh, the, the German legislator has now clarified the requirement of proportionality in the context of injunctive relief. So the German Patent Law Modernization Act just came into force about a month ago on 18th August. It sets out explicitly that a claim for an injunction is excluded where it would cause a disproportionate hardship not only for the infringer but also for third parties, which is not justified by the exclusive right, and taking into account the particular circumstances of the individual case and the German concept of good faith. So quite a complex thing. In cases where the injunction is actually limited, the infringed party is to be granted adequate monetary compensation instead which is a separate question to any claims for damages then. However, the legislator made it clear in its reasons for the new law that the changes in the law were only a clarification and that an injunction can only be ruled out in exceptional circumstances. So has any guidance been given to the judges on how to apply this clarified requirement of proportionality? Well, there were no examples included in the law of what might be considered disproportionate. However, in its reasons for the new law, the legislator mentioned some aspects that can be relevant for the considerations that will ultimately be up to the courts in the individual case. In that regard, the legislator emphasized that in general, the interest of the patentee to enforce its exclusive right must prevail. Excessive license claims, for example, by non-practicing entities might, however, be considered. Also, a limitation of an injunction may be considered where its economic impact is especially high and exceeds what is typically associated with the enforcement of an injunction. Further, subjective elements may now play a role in the future. For example, there might be a limit to an injunction where the infringer diligently assessed a possible infringement and had reason to consider it was free to operate. On the other hand, it can also be a reason for a limitation of an injunction if the patentee acts in bad faith because it knowingly waits before asserting the patent until the infringer has already made significant investments. Finally, the courts can also consider interests of third parties, as I said, like patients or suppliers when assessing proportionality. But avoiding a final injunction on the basis of third-party interests is likely to be a high hurdle and apply in limited cases such as treatments for life-threatening diseases and infrastructure. The burden of proof for the assessment that an injunction is disproportionate lies with the infringer. So just taking into account third-party interests, that makes me think about its application in the field of life sciences and the Evelve and Edwards case in the UK. And in particular, the way that a successful public interest defence in resisting a final injunction seems to converge with the requirements of a compulsory licence. Where compulsory licenses are more common in Germany, do you see there being an overlap between this clarified proportionality requirement and the grant of compulsory licenses? Well, the relationship between the new explicit consideration of third-party interests as reason for a limitation of an injunction on the one hand and the compulsory license on the other is still unclear. There certainly is an overlap between the two. If one can argue that the court should not grant an injunction for reasons of third-party interests, why should one seek a compulsory license in the first place? It is thus fair to say that I think that an injunction should only be limited for reasons of third-party interests under the same prerequisites under which a compulsory license is granted. One should, however, also be aware that the new proportionality requirement refers to third-party interests, whereas a compulsory license requires a public interest. So there might be a qualitative difference. Patients' interests that were mainly discussed in this context during the legislative procedure will, however, typically provide for a public interest too, I think. So there might not be such a difference in the field of pharmaceutical inventions. 
However, the third-party interests might play a more important role in other fields of technology, for example, suppliers in the automotive sector, where public interest necessary for compulsory licenses will be far more difficult to argue. Only time will therefore tell how the courts will apply the new law. My personal opinion is that uh, limitation of the injunction for reasons of third-party interests will, similarly to the compulsory license, require that the infringer has actually made sufficient efforts to obtain a license from the patentee at commercially reasonable terms. So those are the changes in relation to clarifying the requirement for proportionality in granting a final injunction. I understand there has also been a change made to try to address the injunction gap specifically. That's correct. Um, yes, a further amendment has been made to the legislation wherein the German Federal Patent Court should provide a preliminary assessment of validity on the patent in suit within six months of service of the revocation action. The idea is here that uh, the infringement court will then have the preliminary assessment of validity, which it can take into account when deciding whether to stay the infringement proceedings pending an outcome on the validity proceedings. There is no obligation for the patent court, however, to render its preliminary view after six months, and it remains to be seen how the court will cope with the increased workload. Also, in order to work as intended, I think the preliminary assessment will need to be sufficiently clear in one or the other direction. Also, the new law will also put a lot of more pressure on the patentee, given that there may be the chance of an unfavorable preliminary view after which infringement proceedings will likely be stayed. The patentee will now need to consider filing auxiliary requests already with its defense to any invalidity action and prior to actually knowing the preliminary view of the court in order to preserve the best chances of preventing a stay on infringement. I can see how a preliminary opinion from the German Federal Patent Court will help where there are no ongoing EPO proceedings and the potentially infringing party can bring a revocation action in Germany. Are there any changes that would apply where there are ongoing EPO proceedings? Yeah, that was actually discussed during the legislative process. Yeah, the question was whether to actually allow a German revocation action in parallel to a pending EPO opposition, but that actually did not make it into the new law. Revocation proceedings in Germany remain inadmissible pending an EPO opposition. The current changes thus only help to close the injunction gap where there are no ongoing proceedings at the EPO and the validity and infringement proceedings are being heard in parallel in Germany. So at the moment, the change in legislation will only assist to close the injunction gap where the patent in question is an older patent, such as in the more typical innovator versus generic pharmaceutical disputes. It will not change the situation where the patent has recently granted, as is often the case, for example, in pharmaceutical innovator versus innovator disputes. As a result, I think we can expect the assessment of proportionality to be particularly interesting in disputes where there are proceedings ongoing at the EPO and the potential infringer does not have a route to invalidity to pursue in Germany. This will make infringement proceedings more complex, obviously, but whether the new law will actually change much in terms of courts more or less automatically granting an injunction in case of an infringement remains to be seen. Irrespective of the many reasons discussed, we need to keep in mind that such limitations of an injunction should remain the exception. Well, thank you very much, Stefan, for those insights. I know this is something there has been a lot of curiosity about, and we are all keen to see how these legislative changes are going to play out in practice when applied by the judges in the regional courts in Germany. Also, having in mind the development of more and more biologics and the resulting increase in innovator versus innovator disputes in the life sciences field, we will all be watching how the courts apply this newly clarified requirement of proportionality when considering whether or not to grant a final injunction over a new innovative medicine.
Thank you very much for the talk, Erin. Thank you. 